Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend in football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday... It's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. It's the Ringers Philly special presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page, plus start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to the Ringers Philly Special. Sheil Kapadia joined by Ben Solak, a classic 18-18 tie, Eagles-Browns. In the second preseason game, we are here to talk about it. Benjamin Solak, you were at, you were keeping yourself engaged one way or another in this game, it looked like, as I was reading your tweets. Yeah, Eagles minus two and a half there <laughs> on the live line was feeling good. I'll be honest, took it because I was told. That Tanner McKee was warming up on the sideline. Won't say by whom, but there was Eagle, there were Eagles reporters tweeting this. And then he didn't come in for the whole second quarter. It was more Marcus Mariota action, which holy smokes, Mariota can't play. Uh, my 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 young man Tanner McKee didn't get in uh, until the until the second half. Fourteen points or fifteen points, excuse me, because the two point conversion uh, should have had an opportunity there to, to, with the win late, um, but obviously had the penalty, knocked him back, took a sack. Tough business, but. Uh, Yep, I'm out here betting on preseason football. <laughs> That's where we're at as terms of mental headspace. Gotcha. Well, you started where I think we should start. I was trying to think, like, what are these storylines that are going to come out of this game? Well, let's start with the kind of the serious stuff first. There were two uh, what were serious-looking injuries, but we also got positive reports during the game. One was Tyree Cleveland went down in the third quarter trying to make a catch uh, down the right sideline. And there was a, a report on TV, neck injury, had movement in all his extremities. So hopefully 
Uh, he is going to be okay. And then defensive tackle, Moro Ojimo, who's been having a really been coming on, uh, you know, in, in mm-hmm. camp and uh, in the preseason. And uh, a player I remember you were excited about when they drafted him. Uh, he was chasing Kellen Mann in the fourth quarter, uh, kind of took a shot to the head neck area from his own teammate. Stretcher came out. He gave the thumbs up. He waved, and there was also a positive report during the broadcast that he was uh, moving his extremities. So uh, we'll see more updates on those guys and the other, and we'll get to the other injuries later. Those were uh, kind of the serious ones. We just wanted to mention them here at the top. All right. I think the biggest storyline, Ben, like I think, actually, I, I did a radio hit this week in, on, uh, on WIP, and they were already mm-hmm. asking me about Marcus Mariota and the backup quarterback situation and how do I feel about it? And yeesh, I'm all right here. Let, let me let me phrase it this way to you. We we all watched Mariota and we and we watched Tanner McKee for two games. So your level of concern with Marcus Mariota as the backup quarterback for the 2023 Eagles. Let me give you the scale. The scale is 10 being Marcus Mariota cannot be the backup quarterback for the 2023 Philadelphia Eagles, one being Everybody settle down. This guy's been in the league for eight years. I'm not going to judge him by a couple bad preseason games. Where do you come down uh, on that scale of one to 10? Because I do think that's the biggest story from this game and the thing uh, everyone, uh, mm-hmm. most people are going to be talking about. Probably like an even five or six. Like, I, I, Mariota legitimately, like, I remember when they signed him, I was like, this is a solid backup signing. And you were like, I don't like this. And you were right and I was wrong. <laughs> uh, he really, like, he, like, is... um. His arm just looks really poor. Like he does not look like he has velocity. Does not look like he has distance. Uh, and so, like the uh, the theory behind big body quarterback who can move, I thought was good theory. And I think if they do carry Mariota to QB two and he has to play for two games, I think they can split those games the same way they did with Minshew because Mariota has the toolkit that you can kind of scrape together an offense in the running game, and and he can impact the all eleven in the box and like these still bring stuff. But absolutely, he, he's not like this is the worst I've seen Mariota throw a football. Oh, like a lot. And like there was a time where his elbow didn't work in Tennessee. Like he couldn't feel his hand. <laughs> and this is the worst he's thrown the football. Meanwhile, the young man Tanner's just slinging the pill. All right. And uh, I like McKee. I were watching him against third stringers. Like he's throwing a Tyreek Cleveland and Joseph and God on Johnny King. Like, you know, you're, you're extrapolating like multiple degrees and uh, with this stuff. But he's like making the right reads and throwing accurate footballs, which like that's what you need. That's what you want. And if you're the quarterback factory and that's your whole bit is like, we get guys in here who have talent. We see what they look like. Then you're, you're checking your boxes on McKee. Like we spent a draft pick on this guy with the theory of like developing him into being a long-term backup, a guy who gets us a comp pick in, in four years. Like if you are trying to get a Nate Sudfeld out of this, trying to get a Nick Foles out of this. Yeah. It looks like he can do that. Like he's, he can throw accurate passes down the field. Like that's, that's, that's the bar to clear and he's doing it. Yeah, the theory with Mariota, it, I, I was on board with the theory too. They're like, oh, okay, there's someone who can run the football so you don't have to change everything that goes along with your offense. And now I've totally kind of shifted what I think they should have in a backup quarterback. Like that's just going to be hard to find. And also if it's your backup quarterback, do you really want that guy running, you know, eight to 10 times a game and taking more hits than you're almost getting down to your third string quarterback? I kind of just like the the aesthetic. just get me a guy like you said. Just give me, get me, give a, me a pocket can, statue it, with a quick yeah. trigger, baby. Well, 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 no, I yeah, I do wish you know you saw some of the, the lack of mobility with Tanner McKee, but he processes. He can throw the ball. He's got a good arm. He's accurate. 
He just looks much more comfortable. He looks much better than Marcus Mariota right now. And I'm trying to, like, I'm usually the guy who would be like, oh, no, settle down. You know, Mariota played, was a starter last year. But I'm just wondering, like, physically is one thing you mentioned. Uh, Mariota said on that, you know, quarterback show, he was like, yeah, I was kind of hoping to go to the West Coast, but like the Eagles. I'm just wondering, like, what's his sort of headspace? I mean, this was a guy who kind of had his last chance to be a starter last year with the Falcons, and that's probably never happening again in his career. He signs a one-year deal to be a backup here, and it's just like, what is going on? Like, this isn't a one game. This isn't, for those of you who are like, it's one preseason game, like, this has been all summer. You know, the practices I've been to, the practices I haven't been to and have read about or heard about, he has had a bad summer. He, he has not looked good out there. You would never think Marcus Mariota is the guy with eight years of experience and Tanner McKee is the rookie. Like, Tanner McKee knows what he's doing uh, out there. Like, even if he missed throws, he knows what he's doing. So, uh... I don't know. I'm kind of at the point, like, should Tanner McKee be getting some second-team reps this week? Like, like yeah, they play buddy. the Colts, you know, they're they're facing the Colts on Tuesday. Uh, do you just say, hey, let's, you know, rotate him in there if he's really making progress, if what they see in the meeting rooms is good, you know, and get him out there with second-team players against uh, second-team defensive players? I feel like I'm kind of at that point where I want to see more from Tanner McKee. I definitely don't want to see more from Marcus Mariota. And I'm kind of, it's sort of a weird storyline that was never on our radar all summer when we're talking about the Eagles. But now I'm kind of like, this might be be a thing to watch here in the next few weeks. Yeah, no, the Tanner McKee draft pick drove me crazy. Um, But like, you know, like, like we talked about this a little bit after the first preseason game, like the offense was a square fit for him. It was a weird fit. And he's now like, I think, getting to play in a more traditional offense and a more pro style offense. And it's good for him. I think the big thing with McKee is, is, is this like hurts. They're not going to cut Mariota. So with McKee, your question is, do we carry him on the initial 53 or not? Do we expose him to potential waivers or do we keep him? Cause this is a guy that you drafted and you drafted him in the sixth round. Right. And so like, this is not like teams have, have not put six round picks on the 53 men roster before, but that's not, Typically something that you want to do. If you remember when the Eagles took Clayton Thorson in 2019, they had five draft picks in that class. Took Thorson in the fifth round. He was not good, and they cut him, right? They did not put him on the initial 53-man roster, and they exposed him to waivers. I'm 98% sure they got him back on the practice squad. I think at the point with McKee where if you don't put him on the 53, you're a little bit sweaty in terms of, like, like everybody just evaluated this guy, and he looked okay in the preseason, and, like, there are teams that are just in developed quarterback mode. Like they might go and snag this guy and we can't hide him on our practice squad. So when you start to think about like the last 10 or so spots on, on the 53 man roster, because the 40, the first 43 are usually pretty easy. And then you have those final 10. I think you're at a point where you're like, all right, we got to keep a spot for Tanner. Like we can't let him. I get agree. To the point where other teams can grab him because this is a guy that we want to develop. And he's clearly shown that he has the traits that we were hoping he would have. And so he's worthy of development. We have to keep him. So to me, like if anything happens, if anything happens as a result of these two preseason games and the work they've done in practice, it's going to be that. Is that walking into camp, you were like, I wonder what, what we're going to do with QB3 when we submit our initial 53-man roster. And now you're like, all right, we're definitely keeping three on the initial 53, and then we'll figure it out from there. Uh, in terms of like QB2 going into the season, I still expect it to be Mariota. But like, if it's two, three games, I think Mariota gives you as good of a shot to win as Tanner McKee does. If it's like a long-term thing that, you know, God forbid Jalen Hurts goes down, it's a, it's, a, it's a long while. That's more so a spot where it's like, all right, we're going to start Mariota. But if this doesn't work, like we're going to be able to think about playing a different quarterback other than Mariota in that horrible event, which hurts us down long-term. 
Mariota nine for seventeen for eighty six yards, an interception, a tear, a horrible interception. Took three yeah. sacks, averages five point one yards per attempt. I mean, he just again, he he has just looked uh, terrible. Tanner McKee ten for eighteen, one hundred and forty seven yards and a touchdown, and he and played better than those numbers a couple, indicate. A bunch a of drops, catches. yeah, yeah, exactly, right. Yeah, the Tanner McKee over under on yards was like one fourteen, baby. Bad number, bad number. <laughs> Got to take the over on the Tanner McKee. Passing yards. He, he's aggressive. He pushes the ball down the field and and gives puts the ball on the right shoulder. Gives the guy a, a shot to catch it. Like Tyree Cleveland goes up. That's a tough catch for the um for the play on which he got injured. But like they were hitting on those in week one. Like he's McKee's not just like a dink and dunk guy. He'll push it. Ninety percent uh, back shoulder playbook. Just listen. Get out there. Hand the, the ball Ryan off Fitz and then Patrick just throw the back shoulder, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just let it rip. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm curious to see if we get anything more on that um, this week and what we see. Marcus Mariota got five million dollars guaranteed, which you know was not a wild number for a backup quarterback. It was a, it's a reasonable number for a backup quarterback. But what you said about McKee is right. I mean, remember when they drafted Jalen Hurts? The idea was let's get a backup quarterback on a rookie deal. You know, there will be revisionist history in the years ahead about right, that yeah, pick. Yeah. That that was legitimately the reason why they uh, selected Jalen Hurts. So now it just it's the next step of it. If you can get a backup quarterback in Tanner McKee on a rookie contract for the next three years, we know this organization that has a lot of value for them. You don't have to look for a new guy uh, every year to back up Jalen Hurts. So yeah, that's definitely on my radar. Let's see how they handle it here in the weeks ahead. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about some of the young players who were on the field tonight. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every Victory. I mean, you know what the team I kind of like with that one right now um, might change my mind, but the since how about the Cincinnati Bengals? They're my pick right now, uh, as of this time in August, to win the Super Bowl. I think they're going to win a lot of games. I think this could be their year. They've got all the pieces on offense, and I trust their coaching defensively. So here's what you can do you can pick the Bengals or somebody else. So visit fanduel.com slash ringer Philly and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's fanduel.com. Slash Ringer Philly. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit theringer.com slash RG. Bonus issued as non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. All right, we are back on the Ringer's Philly special. Couple of the young guys. Showing up. I know you were excited, Benny Souls. Nolan Smith, very active. Left the game with a shoulder injury, but came back. But man, when he was in there, you kind of noticed him on pretty much every play. He was yeah. making things happen. Uh, there was the bootleg where he was very uh, physical and violent, uh, chasing down the quarterback. He had a nice pass rush just from the left side that led to a Marlon Tui Pelotu sack. Uh, that was very nice. So let's start with Nolan Smith. What did you see from the young fella tonight? Cake and bend, cake and move, right? He goes, he goes to rush against Dewan Jones. He gets to that, that, you know, they go, they, 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 you know, they go to punch, put hands on each other. He forks, lift them out, and then it's like, all right, you got to take a really tight angle around a very large human being. Like this is hard to do, and he just dips that shoulder and goes, right? Like I mean, he just is. They don't make guys move like that, you know what I'm saying? Like it's that's 
That's something. Uh, uh, that's 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 the first round trait, right? That's why you take a guy, even though the pass rush production wasn't there. You take it because, all right, if he can move like this, we can get him to produce on the passer. So he looked good. I thought Christian Ellis had a good game in, in, in week one. I thought he had a really nice game here in week two. I really like what I've seen out of Christian Ellis. Ellis very much feels to me like the Alex Singleton, Nate Gary, TJ Edwards, like, hey, we found a guy who does what we ask him to do, and he has enough athletic traits to get it done. And we're going to put him out there, and he's going to do exactly that. And that's as far as we go with the linebacker position here in Philadelphia, right? Like, Ellis is not making splash plays, really. Like, yeah, he had a, a nice, like, tackle the line of scrimmage. But in general, he's just quick to trigger, and he goes and he hits guys. Like, he's very physical with guards, very physical with offensive linemen because he has that size to him. And he, and he fits his gap. And, 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 and all right, like, I'm going to do my job here so that, like, you know, the in Jalen Carter's and Fletcher Cox's and Jordan Davis's and some of the more impact players of the world can do their job. I thought Christian Ellis was one of the better young players that I saw out there tonight. Um, we we talked a lot about the uh, the exciting depth at corner last week. This week, you see the other side of that coin, right? <laughs> Zach McPherson gets eight up on a double move uh, from Cedric Tillman, right? Obviously, he gets banged up. Uh, his night ends early. Healy Ringo's in gorgeous position on an Austin Watkins pass attempt on the right sideline. Goes to find the football. Cannot find the football. Just head facing the wrong direction. Watkins makes the catch first and goal for the Browns. Uh, Eli Ricks, who had he had like a nice pass breakup, but then got absolutely dusted by the same Watkins. This kid was just eaten against these young Eagles corners. This eighty for the Browns uh, and loses and gives up gives up the touchdown there. Uh, and so like you have these guys that you like, and then you have these moments where you're like, oh, that's right, they're all still rookies. Like the the Keely Ringle play, he's in gorgeous position. So like, right now, just turn your head and find the football and just. Then you remember he's a kid. He's a baby. He's 20. He has no idea where the football is. And you give up the catch. Like, all right, close, not quite. We were almost there. Um, and so that's, that's the nature of some of those Eagles young corners. It was good in week one and a little bit shaky in week two. Yeah, the Ringo play was so weird because he did ha- he like had his head around. But yes, he, he, he could not locate uh, the football there. He had good coverage. Some of that then is McPherson- like, yeah, this yeah. is the funny part about preseason is like that ball should have been out. And so Keeley turns his head and he can't find it. And he's like, oh, it's not coming because Mon's late on the throw. Right. And that's like one of the funny things about preseason It's like guys will like be like, all right. And the timing goes like this. And it just doesn't because somebody else was wrong. And then you get these like, yeah. you know, absolute scramble cluster <laughs> plays and, and they end up with it with a catch for the Browns. Davius Street almost had the interception tonight. That would have been an exciting. Davius, what a missed it. opportunity, man. Oof, not going to have another chance like that. Uh yeah, so no, now the interesting thing, getting back to uh, Nolan Smith here for a second, is Hassan Reddick uh, is having thumb surgery. Uh, I saw Tim McManus had that. I think other people had that as well. So he's supposed to be back for the regular season, but still, you know, he hasn't practiced because of a hamstring. Now he's got the uh, thumb injury, so certainly something to keep an eye on, whether Nolan Smith could potentially have a bigger role earlier in the se- early in the season uh, or not there. I agree with you on Christian Ellis, for sure. I mean, he just looks... Mm-hmm. And, and, and the usage here has been interesting. So N'Kobe Dean and Christian Ellis, or N'Kobe Dean and Zach Cunningham, I think, started yep. the game, right? Yeah, and then Cunningham was still playing, like in the third quarter he was out there. Miles Jack didn't play the whole game, but then he came in in like the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So the usage had, with the linebackers had, is kind of interesting. They had N'Kobe out there, if memory serves, I might be wrong on this, but if memory serves, they had Nakobe out there calling plays. He was dot. He was Mike, and he was the dot with Cunningham next to him. And then they later had Christian Ellis out as the dot. And I think they had Nick Morrow next to him, if memory serves. 
And then later on, they brought Zach Cunningham back on the field as the dot, which he hadn't been when he was next to Nakobe. So they're just like, we're throwing stuff. We're going to figure out who, who can play where and who can back up where and, yeah. and, and, and you know, who our first guy's going to be at, which I think is nice. Um, yeah, do you want to talk about Nakobe? I know you're probably trying to dodge the Nakobe yeah. conversation. Tough for you. Yeah, Tough I would love to have the Nakobe Dean conversation. Great play. Nice forced fumble down there near the goal line after their defense was giving up all kinds of... By the way, I mean, if you could trade Marcus Mariota for uh, DTR right now, you're doing that in a second, right? Your boy, I, I, biggest DTR. What, what do you have to made. give up? A few fir- what a you guy. have to give up like two firsts in Mariota for DTR? We, we love Who a preseason no? king. A DTR, <laughs> man. Just so freaking fun. Just the ideal preseason quarterback. Fast, tries stuff. <laughs> throws blocks as well. Throws blindside Tanner blocks. McKee was blocking uh, on the Trey true. Sermon touchdown. No That's shout true. out for my boy Tanner. Looking like a great That's tight true. end out there. I'm in on Tanner. I I want Tanner to be. I think Tanner should be the backup quarterback for this team. Everybody was just so excited chance. about Tanner McKee or about DTR blocking, and then Trey Sermon run. Oh wow, look at Trey Sermon. Meanwhile, Tanner's out there head hunting a safety, looking for work. That's true. Chopping That's wood. True. He was out there. All right, so give me your Nicobe Dean uh, breakdown. Force fumble. What else did you see? From the young fella who you're sure is going to be an all pro uh, for the next decade. Well, it was just, we, we talk about Nicobe <laughs> Dean a lot in this show. And we talked about Nicobe Dean recently on, on the Ringer NFL feed. And I'm always like, hey, Nicobe's going to be good. And she was like, why would you say this about a third round pick who couldn't unseat Kaiser White? That's unbelievable. And it's like, well, I watch him play. And then he just goes and gold line forced fumble. Ah, critical play. High, high caliber play in, 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 in an elite moment. Uh, and then, so I hit up Shield on Twitter and I said, Shield just wanted to make sure you saw. The Nicobe Dean uh, forced fumble. I just wanted, in case you didn't see it, I just wanted to make sure you saw it. And she responded with, I can't wait. Uh, let me get the exact wording here. Can't wait to hear how you find a way to give credit to Jordan Davis for making it happen. Which is just so, just, ah. Uh, let people enjoy things. Okay? Let that. We didn't get to watch any Nicobe in year one. He's out there and you're just first no, preseason no, no. game he's playing no, in. No. Making plays. The first no. time I'm seeing televised Nicobe Dean. And I'm not allowed to have any, any no. a good time with watching my Nicobe play. Okay. Okay. So you should have watched the Kobe Dean and enjoyed it and had fun. You don't want to be tweeting at me because see what you're doing <laughs> is you're trying to put me in this box of Sheil hates Nicobe Dean. Sheil hates Jordan Davis because you just come up. These guys are this is the greatest thing ever. They haven't done anything, but these are the greatest. And I try to add a little reality check to the conversation say, I don't know. Can we just like see him start a game first before I'm sure he's going to be a high level linebacker? Can we see Jordan Davis do something before yeah. we're sure he's going to just fill in for Javon Hargrave? So I add the reality next, check. Next, but next, 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 the hater because you're telling everyone how awesome I, how awesome no they are and no then problem. i look like the bad guy no wonder i get labeled as the wet blanket that's i sometimes i like to be the wet blanket Here, i was about I to say like to you want to know why you get labeled as the wet blanket that's self-assumed I, I think they could be very good players i would just like to see a little evidence that they're going to be very good players and All they're right. only in their second seasons i'm not burying them or anything and you don't need to be tweeting me. I mean, you say you don't want to be on Twitter. You know, you only do it for work. Then in the middle of the game, you're okay. needling me. You're poking the bear. Don't okay. poke the so bear. So a couple things to address. <laughs> Firstly, a lot of people say they don't want to be on Twitter. And then you know what they end up doing? All right? Like, this is not just a characteristic of me. It's especially the case where, like, I have not had live football games, which is the number one reason why I'm tweeting for several months at this point. And now I got live football games again. So I'm back here tweeting. That's number one. Number two. Next year draft cycle, okay? You bring me on the show. 
Ben, Eagles first round pick. They made it 32 overall. They selected Bobby McGee out of Georgia State. What do you think? And I'm going to say, well, we can't have any opinions about him until we see we play. And then nothing else. Nothing else from me no, with no, that. You don't, no, 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 no. See, oh, this no. is a straw man argument. I didn't say that. You absolutely can have opinions. We all had opinions when they drafted him. We have opinions now of what they're going to be. My, I'm fine with what your opinion is of what they're going to be. I just am trying to add some uh, reality and show the other side to. Oh, okay. So for me, it's opinion. Probably, and for you, it's reality. How no, interesting. No, you're, you're, you're going strong. You're going strong in one direction. I'm reeling you back in so that that's how the podcast works. They can listen. They hear Ben get very excited about player. And then they say, here's Shield's opinion. And then they listen to both. The listeners decide what their opinion is going to be. So you're you needled me. I didn't. I wasn't tweeting at you about Nicobe Dean. You know, You've at been any point throwing or water Davis. on Nicobe Dean I'm sitting on here, every pod. I'm sitting here trying to watch the game. That's all. So you don't need. Listen, we we pod many. We pod for many hours. We're in Slack channels. We're on text threads. We don't need Twitter as an additional mode of communication. Oh, so just us, just okay? too much of like me to, in general. <laughs> I don't not, like to communicate to with anybody on Twitter. I like to put my links out, and if somebody says something nice about the show, I say thank you for listening. That's all. That's all I need. I'm not part of your whole inner interacting and, and being <laughs> all the football hipster society. I'm too old for that. I don't want anything to do with that <laughs> i'm not part of your whole interacting is an incredible <laughs> sentence i'm not about this whole talking to people about the players thing he says on his that's podcast right. covering the eagles on the mic I, on the mic that's where i talk i will people not did enjoy it though i saw i many, will not many have you make me feel bad about enjoying Nicobe Dean as a football player and enjoy being happy it a, don't you just, don't needle me enjoy that, it listen, don't needle listen, me about it listen i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, let me say my statement <laughs> I, one, I will not let, let you make me feel bad. <laughs> this is a fun time, man. I will not let you make me feel bad about enjoying Nicobe Dean as a football player, feeling good that the Eagles got him, feeling good they got him at a discount, feeling like he can start at, at middle linebacker. Great That's play. number one. Number two, play. I will not let you stop me from needling you on whatever medium <laughs> I want in the rare events in which I am right and you are wrong, because that is something that happens at a lower percentage than I'd like, and I'm going to take my victories and publicize them where I can get them. With that it, said... It, it was the ego, my ego definitely played a, play, played a role there in responding, because I'm like, all right, you don't need to respond to this. You're going to be on a pod with him in a couple hours. <laughs> but, but then other people start piling in, and the likes are piling up. I said, all right, well, now, well, <laughs> now I have to respond to this. The best, the best thing was later, like in the second half, Tyree Jackson caught a pass. And I understand that you have your own wet blanket role with a different Eagles media member about Tyree That's Jackson. Correct. This is all you do. It's just anytime an Eagles media member is like, I kind of like this player. You're like, why would you do that? Why would you ever like a player yeah. and believe he's going to produce? And so when that happened, other Eagles beat writers, other Eagles people on Twitter were like, Shields letting you know Tyree Jackson had a catch. I was like, oh, I'll join in on this. I'm ready to go. I'm fired up. I saw that. I did. I did notice that you were very quick uh, to respond. There. All right. So that's all I think next time I just got to take the needling prepare my statement and that's right eventually i said all right then just take it and then go to the pod because now you only know how this continued if you're a listener to the podcast so i say abp huh? always right. be promoting see this is this so is right this is right. why we we facilitate and foment these uh these debates it's just for the engagement baby <laughs> the people did like it they were many comments about uh my favorite old married couple which what that you know 
You, I mean, that debate that old, debate we just had there was married. pretty old married yeah. couple. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Yeah, that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. I, you know, I, I was worried this podcast might not have some juice. So, you know what? Good job out of you for needling me. Yeah, and that's some juice to the podcast. We, and that was right. bringing, bringing people to the show. Um, right. Did anybody else play? What else we got? Did any uh, yes, other people yeah. did play? Trey Sermon. Uh, that, there's like, there's bad, been bad, a trade. There's been a Trey. There's been a Trey Sermon hive for as long as I've known Trey Sermon. I've never been there. I've never really got it. Um, obviously, like a ton of opportunity. I think that the reason why he had a ton of opportunity, I think he's playing on special teams, is because he's fighting for a roster spot. Um, put a ball on the ground, gonna hurt your 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 ability to stay on the team, score a touchdown a little bit better. So it's 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 volatility. I just think it's so hard to find the room for him. Um, Swift, Gainwell are absolutely making this team. I think Rashad Penny is unquestionably making this team. I think Boston Scott's going to be your fourth back. Uh, and so for me, it's just tough to get Sermon uh, uh, on the roster. But for those who are a big fan of him, touchdown run was nice. The fumble is the thing that will really get at coaches, though. Uh, and, that, and I think that's a, a little bit more more a, a little bit more of a notable thing. Uh, Andy had a missed... Uh, Andy got uh, right. kind of whooped on that blitz pickup uh, as Gave well. So yeah, those were like protection. two things that running back coaches are just like, you know, dr- driving yeah. them nuts. So good for him to have the touchdown run later. But yeah, those things will annoy uh, coaches, no doubt. Yeah, brought up Ellis. Um, yeah, you had you had uh, more safety rotation stuff, right? First game, Sidney Brown's playing the entire second half. This game, Cable Wallace is playing the entire second half. Sidney's chilling on, on the sideline. Uh, Cindy Brown vibe update. I realized while he was on camera today that he has hair like Talanoa Hufanga, who's a good safety. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe it's good. Maybe it's good aesthetic for Cindy Brown. So that's where we're at right now. Week one, I was like, is this Marcus Epps? Week two, I'm like, is this Talanoa Hufanga? So we're figuring it out. <laughs> we're calibrating. Um, I love Janarius Robinson looked good again tonight. I kind of like him. Uh, Tyler Steen was had like three penalties or something. That was rough. Sloppy game overall. There you go. Uh, Kenny Gain. So when we did our last post game pod, the running backs were Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift, who played, and we we're like, oh, that's interesting. Gainwell and Boston Scott did not play well. Nick Sirianni explained after that he wants every running back to get hit at least one time before week one. So tonight, Kenny Gainwell had two carries. Boston Scott had one. DeAndre Swift did not dress, and Rashad Penny had uh, two carries tonight. So I, I tend to agree with you that those are going to be the running backs uh, on the roster, and Trey Sermon is not going to make the roster, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Let me see what else. Now, the Zach McPherson injury we mentioned earlier, that one looked like it could be bad. Hopefully, for his sake, mm-hmm. it's not going to be bad, but uh, if it is serious, it's like, you know, again, these are first-world problems for a very good roster, but you know, you're talking about your backup slot corner and Avante Maddox has missed time. I mean, he's missed 15 games the past three seasons. So I assume that would be someone like Mario Goodrich would be the backup slot unless they were to add uh, somebody else. Now, McF- could be Josiah. Josiah's kind of like was buried a little bit here though. I mean, he's yeah, out he there is. in the, four, but you're right. But you've played. Yeah, him. You're right. It absolutely could be him. Yeah. He's yeah. played before. Um, so it could be one of those, Two guys. Now McPherson was playing on the outside tonight, so he was playing exclusively slot before. Then I think this last week they had him more playing on the outside. So uh, that's just something to keep an eye on as you look at which cornerbacks are going to make the roster. Nolan Smith we talked about. Zacchaeus left the game, came back into the game. Mm-hmm. We'll see if there's uh, any report there. It looked like he was okay. I think we mentioned 
all of the other ones. What else? We mentioned Keely Ringo. We mentioned Eli Ricks. My, what do you think? Is Miles, Miles Jack? We, uh, what do you make of Zach Cunningham? Sort of, all right, let's use him in multiple roles and play him with the starters. And then Miles Jack is just sitting on this. is a guy who like started for the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. And he's just not even in the game until uh, the fourth quarter. Do you make anything of that? Or let's just see how they rotate this week. I think it's it's this guy came into the building a week ago and we're trying to figure out how to get his, his you know, him off the ground here. Right. Like, I, I, I'm not going to read too much into veteran free agent who, like, very clearly can play at the NFL level. It's not like, like oh, we got to find out what this guy is. Like, we're just getting him reps at this point. Make sure he knows the calls, knows the defense. He knows the guys that he's talking to. Right. He knows 97's name. Like, that's just that's kind of where you're at. So I, I, I don't I don't read too much into that. OK. All right, yeah, I don't, I don't have too much uh, else here. I think the McKee-Mariota conversation is the one that will uh, probably dominate the, the Eagles zeitgeist here in the days ahead until they take on the Colts uh, in practice on Tuesday. Then they close out the preseason next Thursday. And then I think August 29th, I believe, is the day where they have to cut down the roster to 53 and you know how we in the past, that's the, or the period where if he's like, all right, I don't like this on my roster, I'm going to, acquire someone that none of you have on your 53-man roster because it's going to be via trade. That's around the time he does that. We saw it uh, last year with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and we've seen it in previous years too. So uh, we'll see if they make any additional roster moves. Well, Tyree Jackson yep. led the Eagles in receiving two for 41. Big, big, big for you. Big stuff. <laughs> um, do we have to talk about punters? If you want to, I generally do not pay much attention. I go, I like the Punalytics uh, Twitter account. I so mm-hmm. here, I, I you talk about punters, and I'll look up to see if they said anything about them today. So I'll say this: you have Aaron Sipos, the veteran. You have Ty Zentner, who's the uh, uh, the uh, um, undrafted free agent out of, out of Kansas State. He's pretty much got all the work over Sipos this preseason. Um, he was holding on the kicks. He's do he did the free kick after the safety. Right, he's just they're giving Zenner a ton of looks to get an understanding of what he can do. He is not playing well. He's not punting well, uh, I should say. And I think in the battle between Sipos and Zentner, I would like for the winner to be a third unnamed person who probably is not currently on the Eagles roster. That's my current punter vibe. Jake Kelly hit fifty six yard kick. Jake Kelly has never missed a kick. Love love a Jake. Love love a, a Rick Lovato. Worried about the punter. This is amazing. So the Twitter account is the Punt Runs, uh, our friends at Punalytics. They've got six tweets up about this uh, competition. So let me read you the most recent ones. Eagles gave Zentner all the work tonight, and he did not have a punt above 45 yards gross. All punts were returned uh, for a few yards, but still no forced fair catches, and all punts were in the open field. Looks like the Punalytics needle will swing to, quote, solid Sipos, unquote. Mm-hmm. Zentner has shown at the very least to be a replacement level NFL punter. He's a good practice squad candidate who could develop with some extra time. So there you yeah. go. Anytime before you ask me about the, game, the punter, I just need to bring before up Before the game, they Twitter were moving account. the needle from Lean Sipos to Lean Zentner. So for perspective, with 15 minutes right? in the first quarter, because like Zentner was getting all the reps. And so they were like, Zentner might be it, guys. And then oh, three hours yeah. through the game, and they're like, all right. Eye we're... emojis. They were doing the eye emojis yeah. for Zentner. Yeah, oh, and they okay. were like, "Yeah, okay, solid sit, boss." No, we're not doing. We're not doing. This. So that's the thing is like, we should have led if, with this. Yeah, if you walk into the season with sit, boss, it's okay because the last time you were in a season with Aaron sit, boss as your punter, you were playing in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. So it's like, all right, he's not prohibitive. 
Um, but I think probably they want to be better at punter than their two options right now. Yeah, their special teams were mediocre uh, last year. It's something we don't talk talk a lot about. Obviously cost them uh, in the Super Bowl, which everybody remembers. So we'll see if they do anything at punter there. All right. I think that's all we got. We don't need to go that much longer. Ben, I think we need to in the weeks ahead. Do we bring back the pain? I feel like we have to do the pain rankings just because those were like our first shows together on the Ringers Philly special, even though it's pretty, like I could probably come up with a better idea than that. But could? I, it's like, probably. It, it's, like a, it's like a tradition thing. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, Here's the thing about traditions. They have to have like yeah. it's not it's not a tradition when you did it one year. You mm. can just be like, all right, now we don't do this. This one-year thing we did that made no sense. It's also not pain. That's it's not... temperature. <laughs> okay. This is not the uh, response I was looking for, uh, for from you. I wanted you to say, that's a great idea, Shield. We'll I couldn't again. figure it you out. <laughs> I couldn't calibrate to it. <laughs> oh, that's part of the fun. All right. We'll, we'll decide. We'll have, we'll have some way to assess how we feel about every position on offense, how we feel about every position on defense. By the way, listen to the whole thing with you know the Nicobe Dean story. Uh, tweet started because of a conversation Solak and I had earlier today on extra point taken on the Ringer NFL feed. That was the other thing. I was like, Solak, I was like, Solak, the show's not even out yet. You're making this reference to the show. We had this nice back and forth. No one can even listen to the show yet. The show's going to come out Friday morning. We've had that conversation before, though. You're That's worried you're about say. the timeline in the Sheila and Ben cinematic universe, yeah. right? Listen, we've got different, we got different time threads going on, different time streams <laughs> moving back and forth. Don't worry about it. All right. I thought we had a good conversation, though, about the Eagles defense, which we I, I didn't realize until that conversation how much we disagreed on how good or bad that unit's going to be this year. So uh, listen to that on Extra Point Taken on the Ringer NFL feed. We also talked about the Eagles offense on that feed uh, earlier this week. All right. I think that'll do it. We don't need to go much longer with this episode. Thank you to Benjamin Solak. Thank you to Jamie McClellan. Pinch producing once again. Cliffs in, Cliffs in Stockholm posting some Instagram stories. Looks like he's having a good oh, yeah. time there in go. Stockholm as part of the uh, Spotify uh, meetings there this week. So uh, shout out to Cliff. Thank you to Jamie. Let's go Media Little League. We're not out of this yet, okay? It was just one loss. We still got a chance. Uh, so let's go Media Little League. The Capadias will be watching. Phillies take care of business versus the Nationals this weekend. Everyone have a great weekend. We will talk to you next week on the Ringers Philly Special. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, one 800 
1-800-522-4700 with it in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.